Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, so we all know pot legalization came in back in October, but uh, it seems now that in the province there are applications that are being sought. Uh, the Ontario Gaming and Alcohol Commission, or Alcohol Gaming Commission, uh, is accepting expressions of interest. For 75 bucks. you can throw your hat into the ring. You've got till noon Wednesday to do that. They're going to take a draw on Friday, and uh, after that, there's a lottery that's going to take place. This is the second phase of it, uh, the lottery, with... Uh, a $6,000 non-refundable fee and a $50,000 letter of credit, which is interesting because, uh, well, the non-refundable fee, <laughs> you know, you've got to be really serious about wanting to operate one of these establishments. And there are still a number of unlicensed or illegal dispensaries in the city of Toronto, about a dozen by some people's estimates, and they're not being shut down. For better, for worse, I don't know. Let's get Jim Karagiannis in here, the counselor for Ward 22 Scarborough Agent Court, to weigh in on the matter. Counselor, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. How are you? Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me back. I really appreciate it. So um, where do you stand, Jim, on this whole legalization thing, first of all, and that uh, there would be dispensaries in the city of Toronto? Biggest question that I have, and this coming back from the days that I was in business, we're charging people $75 to, uh, to, to register, and then once they get this lottery, they have to give $6,000 and a 50000 non-refundable uh, fee. Mm-hmm. Will they then be the ones that operate, or they, can they franchise, quote-unquote, and sell this to somebody else? Not for a year, as I understand it. By the way, it's a $6,000 non-refundable fee right. and a $50,000 letter of credit that shows you've got some right. financial backing. Stop this person to get into a partnership with somebody that might have the money and, like, really, I'm, I'm your partner, and maybe I'll charge you, uh, you know, $250,000 for partnering up with you because this is a lucrative operation. Sure. Having only five in Toronto is, uh, I, you know, I don't think it's enough. So... There's that, there's that question mark. And where that comes from, uh, you know, I used to be in business, and we were allowed only to bring so many uh, products into Canada. And if somebody wholesaler, they can go out and mass this and bring in more. So that's a question that I have for the government. No, and it's a legitimate one, but the province says, uh, look, they would like to uh, have more dispensaries for anybody and everybody who can show that they're a legitimate business operator. Right. Trouble is, there's not enough supply right now, which is on the feds because uh, they might have, you know, misanticipated how much was going to be required in the early going. So well, I mean, there, there's a lot of people that want to try it out, and this is a lot of hoopla and a lot of, yeah, I want to try it. You know, like this is something that I was doing when I was younger, and now that it's that's legitimate, I want to do it legitimately. Yeah, but Jim, if you can't stock the shelves in the stores... Uh, I understand, and this is why we, we have that, you know, that, that hump. Everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to try it. Well, all right, but there's only 25 across the province in the first go-round. Uh, come April 1, which doesn't seem like a lot, but Toronto proper gets five of them. Would you want one in your ward? No, absolutely not. I, I, I fought in order to have to to have uh, to be able to opt out. My constituents don't want it, and uh, I certainly do not want one, one in my ward. No, I, I will uh, 
you know, I, I will uh, argue against it, and I would uh, definitely, uh, you know, with the, the help of my constituents, fight that we don't get my word. However, there's other people that want him in their words. There's other people that are actually saying, you know, bring it out. Yeah, but Jim, Jim, if there's somebody in your ward who puts down their 6,000 non-refundable, they've got... I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it's, it's very hard to stop them. But again, I mean, I'm expressing the, the, my constituents' opinion. Okay. It, it could be a, a, a mood point, but I'm certainly, you know, expressing their 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 viewpoint, and I, they're, they give me my marching orders, so I have to support their marching orders. Well, all right, unless you get a petition together and the community has a certain standard, remember that old community standards thing, uh, maybe yeah. they wouldn't want it. Uh, you would support a, a drive-by constituents if they wanted to take that legitimate business outside of your ward? Uh, well, this is something to be seen and something to be discussed. I, you know, like I mean, if I get the lucky number, I'm one of the six, then I must have real luck in my on my, on my side sure. against it. Yeah. But you know, like I mean, let's also talk about the ones that are operating right now that are um, you know questionable and they're operating over the radar, but not not legally, if I can put well, it out. How are they allowed to? I thought you know this well, was. You know, I mean, look, I, I, when Project Claudia was going on, I, I raised the question, why are we busting them? Because we didn't have clarity. Now we do have clarity. So I think it's, it's important that we communicate this. Uh, I'm sure they, they, they know this. And these people actually start looking at shutting down the operations because they'll be now charged. I mean, legally, they can be charged and the charges will stick. Yeah, I know, but there's anywhere from a dozen to 16 illegal such storefronts in Toronto right now. Where are the police on this? Well, where is the licensing? Um, well, them too. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, you're the counselor. I mean, help I me out here. Where the hell are you guys? I am the counselor, and I'll be raising those questions pretty soon. I mean, uh, this was made aware uh, of, of this matter this week, and I uh, will be raising that in licensing when we meet next week. Oh, that's when council gets back to business? No, that's when the licensing committee meets next week, next Monday. Oh, I see. Okay. So that will be the first question that I will be asking the executive director of licensing and standards, Tracy Cook. What are we doing about this? What are we doing to address this situation? And what advice have we given to them? Or what action are we going to take in order to make sure that these um, questionable uh, cannabis stores are ad- advised that they should not operate? And if they continue to, shut them down. Well, yeah. And I'm reading a report where the city says it's a complex process. How could that be? Complex process, no complex process. I think the, the, the rules have been set out by uh, the province, and we have to follow those rules. Well, I mean, we don't have much choice in this. It seems pretty cut and dry to you and me, but uh, yeah, when the city is. says it's a complex process, well, I don't know why that would that, be. That's a staff report, and that's we have to ask them to, to analyze why it's a complex process. Okay, so, so you've got two questions next week, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You betcha. Okay. Uh, and so you're, you're not really keen on the way the province is rolling this out to begin with. What no, other choice I'm did not, they have? I, you know what? What the federal, the, the, the provincial government suggested before, the, the, I mean, you know, the liberal government was one option, but they again would have monopoly. I would have suggested that we allow the stores that are right now operating and have, uh, you know, if they are within 150 feet, I would allow them to, uh, to continue to operate them and license them. Uh, and then look at other areas where they can uh, they can ask people to open up. I don't think six stores is enough for the city of Toronto. Well, but the supply is the issue. If you had unlimited supply, I guess uh, the plan that Doug Ford's government has is everybody and anybody who satisfies certain criteria, they're a stable business operator and uh, it's not an illegal well, front, uh, they would be granted a, a license to dispense. The other question is this. Uh, is the supply available right now through the internet? If the supply is there uh, available through the internet, and uh, you know why are we only allowing six stores and we still continue doing the business on the internet? Is the internet something which is a money grab?
But again, those are the questions that the province has to answer. All right. Well, you're loaded for bear for next week. Right you now, uh, they're just going to set up uh, this thing, this apparatus for uh, bricks and mortar dispensaries come April 1, 25 on April 1st, and then uh, we'll see where we go we, from there. We better have clear rules on how they will be regulated and clear rules what they must have and where they must not have and, and the way they operate. We need the clarity. All right. Well, uh, you're going to be part of that discussion, I guess, next week with your bevy of questions for the people in charge, Jim. So good luck to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. Take care. There you go. Jim Karagiannis. He's a counselor for Ward 22. (laughs) I I was under the impression that there was sort of a coherent rollout. It was just a matter of not enough supply. So you can't have 200 stores and uh, nobody gets anything. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a moot point. How did this happen? There was no su- supply shortage for the last hundred years. Yeah. Well, the black market seems supplied, don't they? Uh, I guess it's the government-run operations. Where was I also hearing that uh, somebody had a recall on some marijuana because mold got into it? How could you tell? The product's green, so is the mold. Just burn it off. Exactly. You know, or at a deep discount rate, you know, like in the remainder bin. Some of these stores ought to have those remainder bins, you know, so. uh, It's just a little moldy. Yeah. Who's going to complain? You know, you inhale it and you get black lung disease. But uh, you know what cures that? CBD. Uh, So we come full circle. That's the point. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.